0: You're listening to Wake Up Minnesota on Minnesotasportsfan.com. Here's your host, Stephen
1: Strong. And if you're not in a fantastic mood on a fantastic Friday, I don't know what your deal is today. Welcome in here to Wake Up Minnesota. This is episode nine here on Minnesotasportsfan.com. I am Stephen Strong at S S T R O M thirty two here on Twitter. We are on Twitter as well at RealMN Sports Fan. There is so much to get into today. I welcome you in. If you are not ecstatic, if you are not shaking right now, there is something physically wrong with you, but I am so happy you're in here today. We have Chronicles of the Sofa per usual, Um, but first, I'll ask you, are you ready to not only be the most excited dude in the room, are you ready to be the smartest dude in the office today? Here is your Wake Up Minnesota sports update.
0: Minnesota sports fans,
1: here's what you may have missed. Well, you heard it in the beginning. The Minnesota Timberwolves have officially won the 2020 NBA lottery Thursday night and the right to the first pick in the draft later this year. The Timberwolves, who ended the season with their third worst record in the NBA, will be followed by the Golden State Warriors, who ended the season with the worst record, followed by the Charlotte Hornets and the Chicago Bulls. This will be Minnesota's second-ever number-one overall pick in the draft in franchise History. As for the Minnesota Twins, well, they rolled over the Brewers last night 7-1. Jose Barros finally had an outing. Twins fan long waited for. Six innings giving up zero runs in one hit. Barros moves to two and three. Tyler Duffy, Sergio Romo, and Zach Lattel finish the seventh, eighth, and 9th. Twins moved to 17 and 9. And In Ryan Jeffers' first ever Major League at-bat, well, he drove in his first Major League Baseball RBI, breaking open the scoring 1-0, Nelson Cruz. He hit his ninth home run of the year, and Jorge Polanco smashed a 2-RBI double in the eighth to put a dagger in Milwaukee. The Twins hit the road to play the 10-15 Kansas City Royals for a three-game set as Jake Odorizzi takes on Danny Duffy. First pitch set tonight for 7.05 p.m. And that is your Minnesota Sports Update. All right, now we can breathe here. Okay, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they won the lottery, obviously, in the update in the open. There is a lot of positivity today. On a Friday, and I wanted to get into some of the situations, some of the circumstances that we can see the Minnesota Timberwolves go into. And then I have something else I want to also touch up on before we let you go here. Again, we're trying to keep this under 15, 16 minutes. Wake up, drink your coffee, put this thing on, and off we go. So um, first of all, with the Minnesota Timberwolves, if you are going to tell me that this is a weak draft, if you're going to tell me this wasn't the draft to get a number one pick in, please go away. I have no time for your negativity. Um, Can we just be happy for once, please? Can we please just be happy for once? There's not a lot of positives that you can take ever with this franchise. Please, Thursday night was a good night. Whether it's me and the number, me as a as a draft pick, whether it's Seth Topal as a draft pick. Please let us be happy that we won. The lottery. That's number one here. So I, any of you negatives, I don't want to hear anything from you. Um number two, there's a different couple of ways that you can go with this. Number one, you can go ahead and you can draft Anthony Edwards. That's my pick if you were to pick at number one. He's a shooting guard from Georgia. If you've now if you have not watched him, he's a combo guard, more a shooting guard, a scorer, if I would say. Uh, Super athletic. He's had an NBA build since he was in high school. Coached under Tom Crean. 19 points per game as a freshman. The SEC, I would say, probably is the third best conference in college basketball. Anthony Edwards is a stud. And he's got to get better, I think, shooting the ball from three, shot 29%, even though it was on 7.3 attempts, so he's taken a high volume amount of them. But Anthony Edwards, I think, would fit right into this system. Not only can he play combo guard, who else can play combo guard? D'Angelo Russell. So I just think when you look at this team and the way the league is going, and I know some people might call for James Wiseman from Memphis and build these twin towers between Towns and Wiseman, but then I'm going to tell you, that this is 2020, this is a guard-driven league. We know how analytics have completely taken over front offices and how they operate. I just think in this day and age and the way the Timberwolves are constructed, it would be um, foolish to go big man here and sort of clog up Carl Towns down low. If you can implement Anthony Edwards into this lineup you're able to have a two-guard set between D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards and you also can sort of fill in the blank with Jake Lehman with James Johnson with Malik Beasley these are players these are role players that the Minnesota Timberwolves have lacked for many many years they finally do have that it's the most underrated part about getting rid of Wiggins yes we brought in D'Angelo Russell but the guards and the role players that you brought into this system have been invaluable to this team, and I think for years to come. Um, number three, and I think I know what you're all thinking right now, is it enough for DeAngelo, uh, for Devin Booker to be traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves? And my answer to that is I don't think so. I think it's sort of a pipe dream right now that Minnesota is able to pull off some sort of a jack-of-all trade where they send off a number one pick where it isn't the most... Um, I guess talented pool of players coming into this year but at the same time I don't think it's enough for Phoenix to give up on a player in Devin Booker which we all know 26 points per game he's a fantastic player electric player one of the best shooting guards in the league right now when ain't no in the bubble they've got a really nice team around him in Mikhail Bridges and um DeAndre Ayton, they've got a really good coach in Monty Williams. I don't know if Phoenix would be ready to move off him especially. And everything is timing, right? Timing is everything in life. Um, and sports especially. So when you have a situation where Phoenix is in, they're coming off a 8-0 bubble appearance. I just don't know if Phoenix has the guts to send off Booker and really send a message to their fan base that, Hey, we're starting over here. Because that's basically what you'd be saying if you did, in fact, trade Devin Booker. So I think there's a lot of um, pipe dreams out there right now about landing Devin Booker, uh, but I, ju- I just can't be sold on that. So that's sort of my my first couple thoughts on the Minnesota Timberwolves in the in the lottery. I'm super excited about it. I think that it's a great and for the first time, and I said this on my live, I went up with uh, with Seth Topal on a live stream right after this. And I said for the first time I finally feel like the Timberwolves have some sense of direction in the positive. I don't remember the last time this team has had any sort of um any semblance of positivity or any type of pride going forward as a fan. I think for the first time, I feel like this team is headed in the right direction. They've got their pieces between D'Angelo Russell and Carl Towns. They've got a coach in a lot of people's mind that is young, that is culture-driven, that is a guy that's ready to take on this job. Uh, in Ryan Saunders, I think for the first time, we all can agree here, even if Gerson Rosas does decide to trade this, which I don't want him to do, even if he does decide to do that for the first time, the Minnesota Timberwolves are finally trending upwards. And it's been a long time since we've been able to say that. So I'm very excited to be able to openly and honestly say that to you guys as the Minnesota Timberwolves get their second ever first overall pick, the last one coming in 2015, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, so this is the second one in franchise history. Now, I want to switch to this because it's, it's, um, it's something that's definitely – been on my mind as of late because as an aspiring broadcaster and you you think about and if you are an aspiring broadcaster out there you know how much hours you put behind the scenes you know about the odd jobs you know about just for me personally being at Sirius XM um, you know staying late nights board hopping and producing just to chase this dream right and it really hit different with me watching this two days ago with Tom Brenneman if you haven't heard Tom Brenneman of the Cincinnati Reds went on the air, um, didn't know he was on the air, um, in fact, and, and made an anti-gay slur. And it was uncalled for. It was um, it was disgusting. And I just it's, – it's hard for me to think that if his name, his last name wasn't Brenneman, if he would be suspended right now. And that's all he is right now, suspended. And this hit a different nerve for me because you just think about how hard you work to get to a certain point and, uh, and attain a certain dream. And once you get there, all it can take is one little mishap, one little thing you say, one little thing you didn't mean in one way and someone took it in the other. And those types of mistakes I can live with. But the ones that Tom Brenneman made yesterday, and there is probably... I was talking to someone about this. There was probably three to five words that you just cannot say over the air in any type of circumstance, even if it's explicit radio. And that is one of them. You can probably say the F word. You can probably say effing idiot, or you can probably say he's a D head or whatever it may be. But there is probably three to five words that are absolute no-nos that will get you fired immediately. And I think the lesson learned here, is on or off the air, you need to present an authenticity in front of your audience. And when you are caught saying these types of things that weren't meant to go to air, not only does your reputation take a hit, but now your character is in question. And the scariest part, as I said before, as an aspiring broadcaster, is that you can work your tail off for 10 to 15 years to get to the place where you want to be. And you say something along the lines of this. And it is all over for you. It is so important. It is vital to have professionalism. You have to maintain sensitivity as a broadcaster. There was a nice tip that someone gave me when I interned for Chris Mad Dog Russo. He told me that always pretend like your mic's hot. No matter what happens, no matter where you are. And the problem with what Tom Brenneman said, not only is the word, it's how he said it. And when you say those types of words, when those things are in your heart and in your vocabulary, what does that tell me? That tells me that you've said it before. That tells me that you've thought this before. And that is the problem with what has happened yesterday. Not only did he say something that was completely out of line, insensitive, and disgusting in many ways, but the way that he said it, and the way that he handles his apology during the middle of a game, there is a home run hit. And the man had the nerve to call the home run. I understand that he has a job to do. I understand that it's a play-by-play gig. I understand that Nick Castellanos hit a home run. But in that particular time and moment, do you think that it was appropriate to call a home run over a word that may have costed your career? That's what I will end with today. And Again, for my aspiring broadcasters, for the people that want to break into sports, this narrative these words this hate whatever it may be it needs to get out of your body and out of your bones you should not say it outside of of a microphone you should not say it in front of people you should not say it in general because this is the worst case scenario because if you do use it regularly some of these anti-slurs some of these anti-racial slurs they will come back and bite you eventually maybe not on the air It may not cost your job, but they will eventually cost you. And we saw last week, John Fogle from the Charlotte Hornets, instead of saying the Denver Nuggets, do you want to put together what he tweeted out instead of the Nuggets? I don't have to say the rest. You don't auto-type. That is not an auto-type mistake on the iPhone. From go to Nuggets to the word you know exactly what I'm referring to. That is my last thing that I will say here on Wake Up Minnesota. And I don't like to end on a bitter Friday. But that is just something that I needed to get off my chest. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We've got Twins Baseball there in Kansas City this weekend. The Wolves got the number one pick. Let's turn these frowns upside down. I don't mean to bring down the energy, but I needed to address that here. I love having fun on the show. I love being able to bring in different guests. But for specific moments and topics, I need to be able to express my feelings and to give my thought on this because I think that it will help people going forward in the future if you're an aspiring broadcaster if you're not an aspiring broadcaster. That's my final message to you. Everyone have a fantastic weekend, and I will talk to you guys Monday morning here.
0: on Wake up. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere,